Hi everyone, this is Luna from Shared Experience. Tales from the Tavern is a weekly roundtable discussion between members of the Shared Experience staff, community, and special guests. We talk about TTRPGs, pop culture, and all things nerdy. We're glad to have you along for the conversation this week, and if you're ever interested in joining us live, you can catch our broadcast on Sunday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern on twitch.tv forward slash shared underscore experience. Now, grab your favorite beverage, sit back, and relax with this week's Tales from the Tavern. Good evening, everybody. We are just getting the ball rolling, and we already have a hype train. What? <laughs> because in case you didn't know, we hit affiliate on Wednesday. So, Ooh. yeah. Oh. Oh. <laughs> um, we managed to do it within three and a half streams. We got the notice halfway through our Wednesday night stream that we made affiliate. So, um Yes, we can now take bits and subs and all that good stuff. We already have an emote. We've got another emote on the way. And we have an amazing group of people here tonight. And I am so excited to have this show. Um, first, before we get started, I have a couple of things that I would like to... Oh, shoot. I don't know what's going on, but stuff's happening. Um, <laughs> and yeah, stuff's happening. Oh, my God. I need to like mute those notifications. Holy moly. Um <laughs> Oh my gosh! Ten tier one gift subs, Katie Machen. Thank you so much. Look at you. Um, all right. So a couple of announcements that I would like to make before we get started. First off, we have a lot of congratulations to say to a lot of people here this week. Um, first off, Shared Experience's very own uh, Remove Disc got married on Wednesday. So congratulations to Remove Disc. Um, we wish you and your partner many, many years of happiness. Um, second of all. Jim the Dim, who is joining us today, got married on Tuesday. So congratulations to you. <laughs> um, and all of us here that that are joining in on the stream tonight, if you haven't checked your email recently, um, we have gifted you a gift card to the Rook and Raven so that you can plan many years of adventures for you and your partner. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so we wanted to do that as something uh, as a group, just just from from the five of us, or what? Well, yeah, the rest of the five of us. Um, and uh, so we we uh, joined together, and we wanted to do that for you guys, so that you could have have some fun with that. Um, so congratulations to you both. And before we get any further into this, I would like to have everybody go around and uh, introduce themselves and tell us a little about who you are and where we can find you on the interweb. So Shannon, we're going to start with you. Okay. Hi, everybody. I'm Shannon. I am from Paradise RPG. It was just over there a couple minutes ago finishing up the Tim and Shannon Power Hour. So <laughs> hey, all you people that were over there. Um, yes, yeah, so Paradise RPG is my home. Um, we started streaming about a year ago, a little over a year now. Um, and uh, I play Scarlet over there, my fiery red-headed rogue who I love oh so much. You actually saw her in the opening video. That's the first yes. time I've seen it. It's that's so cool. right. Yeah, that's right. So cool. 
Yeah, so I also do love to cosplay. Um, I will be doing a full Scarlet cosplay tomorrow for the second half of our Halloween episode. So tune in tomorrow night for Advantage in Paradise for Halloween Spookiness Part 2. Um, <laughs> you can find me on uh, Twitter and Instagram at srobi 25 I love hanging out with this nerd community and these lovely people who are here this evening. And I'm going to pass it down to Ben. That's Jimin. right. Ben. <laughs> Benjamin, hey, you're everybody. up. <laughs> Benjamin. <laughs> hey, everybody. My name is Benjamin. I am the Dungeon Master for an actual play podcast called Lawful Great Adventures. We run Pathfinder First Edition uh, in a homebrew world of my make. We've been going since February. We have 42 episodes and some bonus content out now. Yeah, we've been. I never thought we'd make it. Um, uh, I'm also an avid uh, podcast listener, so uh, I, uh, I I listen to and interact with a lot of the uh, a lot of the AP community around here. Um, Lawful Great Adventures is sort of a slow moving, long form, character driven um, story about four friends trying to find their way home. Um, and so far, we've had just a lot of really great moments, a lot of really great character growth. Uh, our most recent episode, we launch uh, we we release episodes every Thursday, every week. Usually, we're we're pretty good, uh, pretty good track record. Uh, the most recent episode um, has uh, really really taken off. So um, I've been told it's a really good starting place as well. So if you want to hop on, actually now's a really really good time. Episode forty two, Grogel's domain. Uh, it's a it's a dragon hunt, which is uh, really fun. <laughs> It's it's awesome. I, I I was just telling him I just started listening to it today. I'm only about halfway through, so I I was like, no spoilers. You can't give me any spoilers. I I am like, oh, I can't do I can't do spoilers for this episode. It's it's such a it's such a roller coaster ride. Yeah, I'm excited <laughs> to listen to the rest of it. Um, and uh, you will be for those of you who uh, caught Benjamin when he was uh, with me on the other channel a couple of times. I had I had uh, commented on the fact that my daughter. Uh, has also been listening to the podcast totally independently of me. And she still is listening to the podcast totally independently of me. So... Um, and yeah. she's, uh, I, I, we're going to, she's going to, uh, I'm writing her an NPC. She's yes. going to be, her NPC is going to be in the show. So that's going to be a lot of fun. That will be a lot of fun. She'll be super excited about that. I'm not going to tell her when it's going to be a surprise. Okay. My lips are sealed. I won't even, well, she probably heard me talking cause she's, you know, downstairs, but whatever. Uh, Nick, let's move over to you. Hey, how's it going everyone? Uh, my name is Nick. Uh, I play a lot of D and D. Uh, specifically, I play Relic, uh, a Warforged cleric on Know Your Role, uh, an actual play D&D podcast, which uh, we have 30 episodes out. Um, we are currently on hiatus, but that just means you have plenty of time to get caught up. Um, in the meanwhile, you can find me guesting on uh, as many other D&D podcasts as I can. Uh, most recently, you can hear me on the latest series of Plot Hook Adventures. Uh, with Plot Hooks, which just dropped the first episode of a four-part uh, spooky Halloween one-shot we ran. Uh, you can find me personally on Twitter at NickPlaysDnd, uh, or the uh, you can follow us on Know Your Role at uh, No underscore Your underscore Role. So I'm really excited to be here for I think my third. I think appearance. so. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Nick's been on a couple of times uh, in the previous season, so we're excited to have you back. Actually, not everybody brag, that's on has been on in previous is, seasons, so yeah. This is number five, not yeah. to brag, but <laughs> number five. I'm one keeping day, track. One day I'll catch up with Shannon. It's true. There's uh, Actually, the gauntlet was thrown between Shannon and Star Shinobi, 
Uh, yep, who I just told because she was our guest on the Power Hour, and I was like, number five. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, she's on in a few weeks, though. Uh, she might even be next week or the week after. So she's coming. <laughs> uh, next, we are going to head over to Jim. Uh, so I'm Jim. I'm floating around the internet and lurking on Discord. I am starting to get some some something going on on my Twitch channel and going for affiliate finally. And I don't know what's going on because I just got married and I've been home for about three days. So I haven't even taken care of the legal part of it yet. <laughs> I'm still recovering. Yeah, that happens. But uh, it's uh, it's all good things. And we are all very happy for you. And um, yeah. We're excited that you're here. I'm glad you were like, yeah, sure. That'll be my first stream. This is Jim's first stream since he's been married. So extra special. And last but absolutely not least, we have Caitlin from Arcane Spectacles. Hello, I'm Caitlin. I'm half of Arcane Spectacles. Uh, we are a TTRPG accessory shop. You can find us on Etsy at Arcane Spectacles. Um, Twitter at Arcane Spectacle. Can't have the S because it's too long, unfortunately. Um, we make all sorts of cool things, and it's really fun creating for the community, and we love it. And we just so happen to be running a giveaway tonight. What? No way. What? For okay. one of our dice vaults, which we just recently launched on our shop, and I will show it here. We decided to go spooky Halloween with orange <laughs> open it up it has magnets and it has a place for you to put your dice in and I'll show you my personal one with no dice now <laughs> my dice in it I have to I'm lucky <laughs> so Caitlin the, the thing about those right now if somebody wins and they get the, the black and orange but let's say they want to swap out for different colors and they want to buy a different set they're mix and match right like they can they are like oh here's the black bottom let's put a pink top on it like, <laughs> or, like yeah or this other top <laughs> <laughs> you can just mix and match i i do it basically every day it <laughs> just depends on the mood and the dice i want to have by my computer you know you just want to switch it up there you go so you can win the one tonight and then if you would like to change up your colors uh for something else another time you can order another one and you can have two sets that you can mix and match and all that good stuff so um so yes the uh the giveaway has started for uh, the dice vault uh exclamation point ticket to enter we're going to run that until the end of the stream and you must be present to win so if you enter and you, we draw your name you must be able to speak up in chat so um yes and and caitlin you said that international shipping is okay this time yes international shipping this time is great yes so if you're international that's a-okay Yay for that, because I know we do have some international people in chat tonight. So, excellent. Well, thank you guys all for being here. I am so super, whoop, super excited that you're here. I'm like dropping stuff on my desk. So, um, <laughs> and, uh, 
that's um let's get this ball rolling i see all everybody entering the giveaway um chat too by the way if this is your first time here we love uh questions from chat hey patch we see you patch exclamation point <gasps> ticket you can enter the giveaway it's okay patch. <laughs> <laughs> you arrived just in time his giveaway senses right that was it it must have been his giveaway <laughs> senses tingling yeah. <laughs> yeah, Hillary's like, oh no, we might as well just give it up. <laughs> um, so we are gonna we're gonna get the ball rolling. Um, let's see. Uh, I've got I've got a lot of. I think I was trying to say something about questions in chat. So chat, if you have questions, drop them in chat. Our moderators will make sure that we get them. And uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna roll from there. So let's see what questions should we start with tonight to get the get the get the ball rolling um let me think um okay i have one jim this was actually a question you asked a few weeks ago um back actually during another season of the show um and it's one of my favorite questions i liked it so much it actually made its way into the intro video what is your real life god stat and your real life dump stat (laughs) (laughs) Uh, my god stat would probably be my charisma. My dump stat would probably be... I don't know. Intelligence? <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel too some days. Most days. <laughs> I think my god stat is... Uh, I think I think I'll go with charisma as well. I agree with you on that one, Jim. Uh, however, my dump stat is 100% wisdom because my passive perception sucks. <laughs> I miss so many things. Like I'm just like, whoop, things go right over my head. So that's that's 100% my my dump stat. See, I would say my dump stat is dexterity because I'm fairly clumsy. <laughs> I drop stuff all the time. Uh, Jared is always like, I don't even know how you get through life. Like, how did you do that? I'm like, I don't know how I dropped that. It just slipped out of my hands. <laughs> um, I'd like to think that my God stat is intelligence because I work really hard. I'm a researcher. So I really like to constantly be learning. So I'd like to think that's my higher stat at hope. I don't know. <laughs> My dump stat is 100% constitution. I'm a, I'm a lazy boy, and I don't like getting my heart rate up above a certain number. When that happens, uh, I'm, I kind of lose all motivation to uh, press on. As such. <laughs> I'm just not interested in, in it. I feel that in the depths of my soul. <laughs> <laughs> this question kind of isn't fair because we're all like on streamers. So it's like, oh, yeah, my, yeah, my, my god stat is also charisma. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, I like working with people. I like being with community a lot. I like talking with people and and um connecting with them. So that's that's I, and well, I work sales in my real life. So I I am constantly working with people as well and uh trying to convince them to buy things uh that they that they want. They want these things that I want them to buy, but <laughs> you just want them to buy it now. I would prefer it if they bought them from me. Yes. That's <laughs> that's generally how it works (laughs) i'm kind of like uh caitlin i i think that i'd i think my my highest stat would probably be intelligence similarly i i do research for work and i love reading and like devouring uh content but i think 
I think wisdom might be my I'm one of those people like I feel like I'm pretty book smart but then um sometimes when it comes to translating that into uh common sense or um not coming across as um I, I don't know it's it's somewhere between wisdom and charisma. I'm not sure. I don't know. I was I was literally muting my mic and asking Hillary. I'm like which is which is worse, my wisdom or my charisma? But I'm going to go with wisdom. Hillary, I know you're in chat. <laughs> Uh, I'm trying to think, you know, it's funny when I answered this before, um, I think we brought some other like, you know, skills and stuff into the mix. But if we stick strictly with stats, I, Benjamin, I'm with you, like constitution would probably be my dump stat. Um, but my, I would say my God stat would probably be either charisma or or to like what Shannon was saying about passive perception, it would probably be my wisdom because I notice everything. Um, it's sort of a running joke that I'm one of the people who can like pick out different voice actors that are like, oh, this guy was in this video game, but I also heard him in this, this, and this. Or, um, you know, uh, one of the examples that I, I keep using is the Baldur's Gate 3 video game because they haven't announced who the voice actors are in it, which I think is a little bizarre. But I was listening to the narrator in it and I'm like, I know that's the same person that voiced this character from this video game. Like, I know it is. And then sure enough, it came out on Twitter that it was the same person. Yep. So I know exactly who you're talking yeah. about. I did the same thing for the first 15 minutes. I was like, I know this voice. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so I was like, Maybe. I was like, oh, I'm very proud of myself for that one. So. Maybe you've got a 16 in each, Luna. Maybe. Maybe that's what it is. That could Maybe be you've it. got the, a split god stat. That that would be... I'd be okay. Or dare I say an 18 in each? Uh, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, we do have some questions coming in from chat, though. Uh, let's see. Prue would like to know... Uh, <laughs> and this one is related to Lawful Great Adventures. If, oh no. if you were a dragon, what would you hoard? Bunnies are allowed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I actually own a horde of trumpets. That doesn't surprise me. I actually, I actually, yeah. So I was a, I was a professional trumpet player for a hot minute. And um, I have seven trumpets that work. And probably six more that don't. Wow. So that's, yeah, that's a lot of trumpets. Lot, I have a lot of horns. Well, I've got some like vintage bugles from a couple oh, of different wars. I've got uh, I've got a I've got a splitter that does the uh, that has like the Harmon mute attachment down on the bottom. Those are really cool. I got a couple of old cornets, and then I've got like the stuff that I that I played on in the professional life. You know, like the the main trumpet, then another trumpet for orchestral stuff, and then a little tiny piccolo trumpet and flugelhorn and like all. This. So I have like just like this mound of them and and anytime we have to move or redecorate or anything it's like well where are we where are we going to put these darn trumpets and sure enough one more gets put in the attic every time we move things (laughs) (laughs) oh no (laughs) so i'd also be a brass dragon though too which i think is pretty cool i like brass dragons that's cool (laughs) my ex-husband uh i've told this to to ben before but my ex-husband was also a trumpet player so i know that all too well he had a piccolo trumpet a c trumpet uh his professional trumpet his slightly less professional trumpet and then the professional Uh trumpet he'd play in the rain and (laughs) you Uh know all of that (laughs) so yeah (laughs) a cornet uh which he tried to teach my daughter how to play but now she plays the trombone so Good for her. Yeah. She yeah. made the right choice. She did. <laughs> uh, my, 
Yeah, go ahead. My my first answer was dice, but that's too easy. So I thought a little bit harder, and I'm going to say princess dresses because I love to dress up so I much. I just Ah, oh, sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, uh, I just ordered finally, like I've been wanting one and wanting one, but I finally ordered myself a big yellow bell dress, which should be here nice. on Tuesday. So, oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm so, really, I can't wait to see that cosplay. I was going to say, so by Tuesday night, we should be checking Twitter for photos. Is that what you're saying? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I'll have my makeup on. I just need to throw the wig and the dress on. It'll be good to go. There you go. <laughs> In real life, I'm quite the hoarder of money, which not like, not like, oh, I have to have all the money, but I have this really bad habit of hiding money everywhere. Like if I get money in like a birthday card, it like goes in the sock drawer or (laughs) I like will put money, like sometimes I've put it like in books before. I don't know why I do this. I think it started because I would always hide like a hundred dollar bill somewhere in my car in case I ever like broke down and I needed cash on hand. Um, And then it's just like spread throughout my house. So like anytime we move, it's always like, make sure you check inside all the things to make (laughs) sure you find all the money that Caitlin's just hid everywhere. It's great. So if an an adventuring party actually invaded your lair, it would be like a dungeon crawl because they're looking for all the loot. Yes. (laughs) Give me your perception check or your investigation check. Oh my God. Yep, yep. You you've got the most actual like, stereotypical dragon answer. <laughs> yes, I I had so, to like, laugh. A dragon. Go ahead. <laughs> oh no, no no! I was just gonna say like I'm thinking a very forward thinking dragon. Like you get to the lair and there's nothing there, but it's because the dragon hoards bitcoins. So they're all <laughs> they're all on the web, and he's like, sorry, sorry guys. It's in the cloud. It's in yeah. the cloud. I I was really glad that you clarified that you like hoard money, but not like in the Scrooge McDuck sense of hoarding money, because I absolutely for a split second had that mental picture of you Scrooge McDuck diving into a vault of coins (laughs) and yeah, and swimming and swimming Swimming through it. Yeah. Just this giant room of coins. So, yeah, that was. Yeah. Um, I think uh, if I were a dragon, I would probably hoard. Um, it was either going to be D and D minis, like I love, and that's like the worst part of um, tr- of playing virtually. I love playing D and D virtually; it's great. Mm-hmm. I don't have the kind of setup that like Sean of Paradise does with like the extra cameras where I can have You're like so my um, <laughs> my separate little yeah. battle map. I have boxes and boxes of minis that are just in our closet, just gathering dust throughout oh, no. all of this. Um, so in a world where you can't use D&D minis, I would say uh, my answer would probably just be books. Just Ooh, like as many one. fantasy books and sci-fi books as I could as I could get. Okay, I was trying to figure out how to put it into words, and the best I could come up with is... I would hoard happy memories. Oh, I love that. Jim, the most wholesome of all of us here. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. You win. <laughs> that makes, it reminds me of like inside out, like the idea. Yes. If you could like actually yeah. capture your memories in like little globes and have them displayed. I would have a wall of them. Oh, I love it. I love it. I'm using that I, now. Next dragon is going to be a happy memory dragon. <laughs> 
Oh my gosh. That's really cool. Spoiler. <laughs> and if it doesn't give it to you willingly, it gives you like necrotic damage. <laughs> <laughs> give me your memories. They're supposed to be happy. They're mine now. <laughs> Love it. That's fantastic. I really like the, in general, I feel like I kind of live life um, always thinking about specific memories that I want to hold on to and cherish and remember forever. Almost like taking like a Polaroid. Like mm. I think a lot of times in life I'll take a moment. I'm like, I really enjoying this. I want to remember it forever. And I'll like take a second and like mentally think about taking a Polaroid. And then every so often I think back to all my Polaroids that I've mentally ticked to remember. Um, and I think that's really, it's really awesome. I yeah. like that. That's lovely. Yeah. That's always my piece of advice. And I actually, I think I said this to Jim right before he got married was make sure you step back and just take a breath for the day and just look around at everything that's going on and, you know, like, don't get too caught up in it. Like, that's always my big thing is, and, and to that point, Caitlin, like I do the same thing, like every so often when I get together with friends or whatever, like I always try to remove yeah. myself for a minute and just look at everybody and be like, oh my God, everybody's having such a great time or, yeah, you know, I had a, I had a moment like that yesterday, Luna, uh, Hillary and I went and got to see some friends, some of whom we haven't seen since almost the beginning of the pandemic. Wow. Um, and we were all outside, you know, with masks, socially distanced and everything. But Hillary was making fun of me because I had brought a lawn chair. And at one point I was like sitting outside of the group in the lawn chair. And she was like, what are you doing? And uh, like it was one of those moments where it was just cool to like look around and see everyone, like people holding my daughter that I haven't been able to hold her in like eight months. And uh, yeah, it was a totally it was one of those I, like that exact moment of like pulling yourself out just for like a couple of minutes so you can kind of like click it in and, and remember it. Um, Cause especially now we don't get a lot of memories like that with everything that's going on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now I'm not going to answer that yeah. whole question because my answer is <laughs> yarn and that's not nearly as wholesome. <laughs> I, so, I, um, just to build on a little bit. So I actually told our officiant to like, after, you know, my two best friends gave us away, I told our patient to make sure he says to take a deep breath and just breathe. And like having that be part of the ceremony itself, Love like, it. that extra help to hit hard. Cause it, there's something extra magical about getting married on Thunder Island. And that is the actual name of the place. Very cool. That is super awesome. I like that a lot. Aww. A lot of us watched it on Twitch or caught the VOD or something like that. So, yeah, it was good. Yep. Um, all right. Well, I'm going to change gears. Uh, Patch has a great question that I really like. Uh, and he says, I know we're a day late, but what would your character's Halloween costume have been? <laughs> Scarlet wouldn't participate. <laughs> Scarlet is a Halloween costume. <laughs> Scarlet is a Halloween costume. <laughs> Scarlet's costume might be disguising herself so she can assassinate someone. Exactly. Yep. That's that's yep. Yep. She's a party pooper. Yeah. Uh, Relic would definitely go as Moradin, his dwarven god, because he loves love it, love it. more than uh, anything. Like so he would definitely get like the fake beard because he's a warforged. Um, he just really he'd go all out um he'd try to imitate his very authentic jersey accent that joe has given morden in our campaign for some inexplicable reason <laughs> um but yeah it'd be great 
uh, Garth Rakasan, who is the uh, the great name. The, yeah, Garth Rakasan, the orc fighter. He's uh, really intense. He's based on '80s action stars and um, my favorite himbo characters. He would talk for weeks about how awesome and sick his costume was going to be. And then on the day, he would forget that it's that there's a big Halloween party. So he would like go out into the wilderness and try to like kill a monster and skill it, skin it really quick so that he can just sort of wear that. <laughs> so that he can like show off this like really sick monster. Well, of course, he's sort of a, a misadventure type of guy. So he would he would screw it up somehow. It would take him too long. And so he would just show up to the party covered in blood and scratches, dragging a monster behind him, asking if anybody has a knife. <laughs> <laughs> love it oh that's fantastic oh my gosh I don't really have that many long term characters one of them would dress as a bowling ball and find it hilarious <laughs> <laughs> he's a little gnome rogue I love, love it. it I love that a bowling ball I love it that's amazing <laughs> I haven't played very many characters, but the last one that I played was the one shot that we did the other day. Oh, I I think I heard of that one. (laughs) Which was, like, so much fun. So much fun. Um, But I, like, was, I really wanted to be this investigative person, so I kind of felt like I was trying to make her into, like, Nancy Drew or something. (laughs) So I feel like that, maybe that's what she would dress up with. Love it. I'm trying to think. I think the character that I'm playing right now, Evie, probably would be like, she'd be into the concept of Halloween, but I don't think she would, I think she would be at a loss for what to dress up as for Halloween. So she'd probably just like put her cloak on and be like, this is a costume, guys. What are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) Love it. Uh... Yeah, she's not a She's not a super, like, flashy person. She's from a super small village, so, like, she would just be like, this is fun, but I don't really get it, you know? (laughs) Uh, I always, like, one of my favorite tropes is when, like, the person from, like, a small village who have their own customs, like, completely misunderstands the Halloween thing. So, like... (laughs) She'll dress. She'll show up in like in like a corn tuxedo or whatever, like yeah. something really weird. And they'll be like, "What are you dressed as?" They'll be like, "What do you mean? I'm dressed as the corn purveyor. We all dress like this, right? Why aren't you guys dressed like the corn purveyor?" <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Oh, that's great. I yeah, Evie's town. I think she really kind of like just given. I don't want to give too much of her backstory because it's a current character that I'm playing on stream, but. Um, just she's from a really small village and this is the first time she's ever set foot in a large town so it's like i think she would just be i think she would love it but i think she would just be totally like i have no idea what's going on but this is this is great you know so (laughs) that would be her (laughs) and uh to that point david tilstra would like to know What's your, what's, what would your character's favorite candy be? Hot tamales. <laughs> I don't know. That makes sense. Though. I really want to say. 
I, I, I want to say something like totally bizarre. Like she would love like strawberry flavored bubblegum or something that's like totally like really sweet. That is like not or something that's not her personality, you know, like maybe maybe peeps. I, I'm going to say peeps. She's going to she'd like peeps, even though they're not candy. They're full of sugar. <laughs> I mean, that's what candy is, right? Sugar. Yeah, sugar. It's sugar. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Garth I don't Rock think. Is... Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, go... tell us about Garth. Oh, uh, it's actually in canon. This is what this is in a table game, so it's like in canon, not recorded. But uh, Garth Rockasan loves milkshakes. Uh, he likes making milkshakes. He likes protein shakes. He likes adding chocolate to milkshakes. And he gets really upset when his party, because he's super straight edge, when his party tries to sneak whiskey into his milkshakes. <laughs> 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 Love it. Nice. Yeah, I don't think Relic has ever had candy. Uh, oh, he was yeah. raised. He was raised in a dwarven mine. Well, pref- prior, I think so. He wouldn't have had candy to form. I imagine it would be something really obscure, like a really awful brand of dwarven licorice, like black licorice, <laughs> that the dwarves take like deep into the mines with them. And he would like tell all his friends how great it was, but everyone would think it was awful. <laughs> Love it chat is going rock candy counts and uh nick cotton candy <laughs> in all caps from yes yeah. okay being so so yes <laughs> i hadn't thought of cotton candy as a form of candy but i guess it literally is so, it's in yeah. the name <laughs> yeah no candy relic did eat cotton candy when we fought uh cotton candy robots on your role because again that's what you're missing out if you're not listening to know your role uh cotton candy robots I need to go check this. I, I have a lot of questions about that now. Yeah. I, I, that's, I'm, I'm having a hard time for making the image appear. <laughs> it's exactly what you're thinking. It's, not <laughs> it's verbatim. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, I like uh, whoever said in chat, "Braids, blades, uh, dwarven pop rocks." Dwarven yes, pop I could definitely rocks. see relic yes. like popping some of those in. Yes. Oh gosh. Um, it, um, Caitlin, did you say? Did you say what your character's favorite candy would be? I don't know. It's hard when because I played her once. Oh um, yeah, yeah. So it's kind of hard to flush out a character in a session. I you like didn't. The... You didn't click that. Or you didn't fill that part out in your character sheet under well, ideal flawed favorite candy. I know. I I should have obvious had my I had my priorities incorrect. I mean. I'm like, what spells do I need? What stats? Backstory. Mm-hmm. Not the candy. I'm sorry. I don't think any of the characters I've made would like know what candy is. Hmm. Very sad. I yeah. can't say wow. that I've even heard in any D&D podcast streams anything i've consumed like oh we're at a tavern like even dessert like do you want dessert like every once in a while but especially not like oh i'm on the road i want to pick up some candy to eat yeah that might be an interesting thing to experience as like get a candy shop or something yeah i was gonna say on critical role uh jester the cleric her spiritual weapon is a giant uh, lollipop lollipop lollipop. (laughs) i love it cool it's yeah. so sweet. <laughs> ha, pun not intended. <laughs> That's what they all say. 
Oh, man. <laughs> just for you, just for you, I'm putting in, uh, within the next five episodes, scene at a tavern, they order candy instead of beer. Yes! <laughs> awesome. going on? I love it. I, might, I mean, candy. I might alcoholic know an NPC who could provide them with some cookies. <gasps> Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> Minds are being blown right here. <laughs> Tales from the tavern. <laughs> So for those of you who who obviously were not privy to the pre-show, my daughter is also a huge fan of Benjamin's podcast. And because she's such a big fan, he has talked about putting in an NPC on her behalf. And so she actually wrote him out a little NPC description. And uh, the NPC loves to bake cookies. So we'll leave it at that. <laughs> it's going to be a dragon. It's going to be. It's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It's a dragon that a dragon cookies. that holds candy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what is the title? I did just run a uh, Halloween one shot that ended with a jack o' lantern beholder. Who <gasps> each of his stocks was a different uh, type of candy. So there was a licorice. Ray, I love that. Uh, just to, not to pitch. So, sorry for the shameless plug. It's called Measles Magnificent Mansion, and you can you can DM or play it for free on a shard tabletop. It's fully available. Awesome. Like. The package is there. That's uh, fantastic. Yeah. So it, we ran it, and just like at one point, the characters ran into chocolate clones of themselves, and it took <laughs> it took exactly one round for them to realize, like, wait a second, chocolate fire spells, and they just like they, <laughs> they absolutely melted. yeah melted them. That is so creative. Yeah, I love that. I love it. Oh, that's amazing. Um, all right. I saw a question come up in chat and kind of sticking with the, uh, with the Halloween theme. Um, there was a question, uh, and I'm sorry, I, I missed who said it, but the question was, um, oh, uh, what superstitions would your characters have? Uh, so this is a sad one. Relic's superstition would definitely be that you should never touch a dwarf's beard because he was raised by dwarves and thinks of himself as a dwarf, but he doesn't actually have a beard. Oh, Because he's a dwarf forged. But that would be one of his superstitions. <laughs> That's so, so like, cute. He would probably be a little reflexive if someone moved towards his face because he'd, oh, don't touch the beard. Oh. Oh, oh right. <laughs> Observation. Oh, I don't have a beard. Yeah. <laughs> This this is a tough one. This is, this yeah. is good. This is actually this is actually really good. I feel like you could use this when you're trying to tease out an interesting character from someone who's having a hard time finding some inspiration. Yeah. You might you might say, "Hey, you know, does this character have a superstition from their background? Like yeah. maybe something like that's that's a little anchored. At, I'm I'm just vamping for time right now. Yeah, no, uh, <laughs> that's great. I love it. You're not wrong. So go for it. Yeah, that's re- that would be really really cool. Yeah. No, I feel like the best questions are the ones that make the whole panel go silent. Oh, like yeah. all of us are just mm-hmm. like, uh, I like don't even remember what superstitions are. Like I the only one that I can think of think of is if you see a black cat, then there's gonna be bad luck for you in the future. Or walking under a ladder, throwing salt over your shoulder shoulder. Like I don't know. None of those like scream scarlet to me. I need to think about this one. Or like don't break mirrors. Mm, like walking under ladders. ladders. I can see Scarlet's having something to do with fire. I don't know yeah. what, but 
Yeah, definitely. Because she she was raised in a forge, so there's definitely going to be some sort of uh, fire related superstition. Yeah, probably one of those superstitions that like is actually a concealed safety rule. Yeah, like mm-hmm. be careful. Like if it goes in the fire, it stays in the fire, or you'll have bad luck. You know, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. Or you'll, yeah, you'll, you'll release fire elementals, but that's really yeah. just the shop right. burning down. Yeah, please don't burn the shop down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, her um, her dad totally would have had some some. Uh, some veiled safety rules there mm-hmm. that she like next time she's in a forge she's gonna like go and talk about it like this matter of fact thing of like oh yeah all every smith knows this superstition they're like what are you talking about that's just yeah. good practice <laughs> yeah. um, superstition actually plays really heavily sort of in the undercurrent of lawful great adventures and the way I built the world sorry to do a plug but uh but one of the one of the most prominent ones is the relationship between uh, mirrors and people and the divine. So there's this oh, god yeah. who is also a plane, uh, and it's just called the shadow. It's the only it's the only god that doesn't actually have like a name. And the superstition is you need to be very careful with where you put mirrors and 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 how long you look into mirrors because if you look into a mirror too long then uh, the shadow will will start to look back at you. And you can sort of tell because your face will contort a little bit. So there's this long-running superstition throughout the entire current of the story underneath that, like, mirrors are sort of these dangerous um, objects that you need to treat with care. So that's that's kind of where I'm at. I don't, I'm, I'm sure Garth Rakasan's, like, probably afraid of something really stupid, like, like tabby cats or something. Like, <laughs> So this actually leads into both the next question that was posed in chat and a question that came up from one of our cast members to the rest of the cast on our Fifty Shades of Crimson. Um, and then, uh, Benjamin, you actually kind of teased it out a little bit when you when you were talking about like using thinking about things like superstition as kind of a character building mechanic. Um, so the next question that came in from chat would be, what's an irrational fear that you want to give a character? But also to that point... Um, there was a question that came up in our uh, group chat uh, among cast where somebody who um, is starting up with a new player wants to know, um, what do you find works for you or what is your process for figuring out how you want to role play your characters? So that like questions like the superstition one, for example, or um, this one of like an irrational fear, like those are some things that you can kind of use to tease out some of that information, I feel like. Um, so yeah, I think we could kind of answer all of those in a bunch of conversation. Yeah, I agree with what you said, um, Luna, about the t- building off of those to build build out a character because that's usually what I start with is a personality. It's like, all right, what kind of personality do I want to play? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'll start thinking about little quirks like that personality quirks, um, and a lot of it will come out through role play, mm-hmm. um, like Scarlet's calligraphy, like that. That I didn't have that at the beginning. That just came out because Sean was like, what's one of Scarlett's hobbies? And I'm like, she has nice handwriting. So I went with calligraphy. Um, but so thinking about those little things, I think really shape who the character is, at least for me. Yeah. I don't uh, know if you guys have seen this, but um, Ginny D on her YouTube channels recently been putting out a lot of character development things where she's like role playing and asking questions and you can like pause it to like answer as your person would um and i think that's a really awesome way to 
go about it because it would feel natural because you're you'd actually be role playing with somebody talking to you, which seemed really cool. Not that I've done it, but I think one of the coolest experiences I've had as Relic was uh, I was on um, Pseudonym Social, uh, another um, TTRPG creator uh, here has a um, a series called Tales of Adventure. Uh, where she uh, interviews characters from podcasts, like actual play podcasts, could be D&D, Pathfinder, Call of Cthulhu, anything. And the whole interview is done in character. Uh, yeah, and... I did one for Scarlet. It's a lot of fun. Oh, I gotta, I gotta do that. Oh, yeah. Fun. Definitely, yeah. like, plug. Yeah, check out Pseudonym Social, uh, tale, Tales from Tales from uh, tales of Adventure. Oh, oh. Uh, it was... it was It's almost surreal, because even on, on our actual play podcast, you don't go 45 minutes in character i mean you almost always have a break where you're like oh well we do this or we do that uh, one thing that brianna said at the beginning of the interview she was like try to avoid saying like oh he would do this or he would do that just act like you're that character and it's the longest i've ever stayed in character as relic and it, it forced me to like think about things in a different way and communicate um, and I know this is getting off the beaten path from the original question, which is like, what is an irrational fear you'd want to give your character? But like to to kind of build on all of this, I think anything you can do to ask yourself questions beyond like the traditional, like what's my bond ideal flaw and personality trait um, like this, like what is an irrational fear? Um, I think one to answer that question, I think one cool thing is like, you know, how rangers get a favored enemy. Mm -hmm. Oh, like, oh, I'm really good at you know, fighting this one type. I think, you know, if you pick, like, maybe if your character had a somewhat traumatic experience in the past, it could have been, like, your village was attacked by an ogre or, you know, a necromancer did something, like, something so that in the campaign, you don't even maybe have to tell the DM, but, like, when a moment happens when your character sees that type of enemy, you can have them react in a way where they're not maybe as heroic as they've always been because of something you built in. That's a super cool idea. That is a cool idea. I One of the things that I used to do with a previous character was a lot of text-based RP, which is kind of along the same idea. Um, I, I actually got so into it that I had pitched a panel idea, which, you know, I mean, it was the first time I'd ever pitched a panel at PAX, but hey, I did it. Um, and it was a panel called uh, New Character Who Dis? Uh, text-based role play as character development so hmm. it was it was the whole idea of using text-based role play to help in character development because i feel like the character that i used um it was my character Edabrix from another pathfinder campaign was so well flushed out as a character that i could flip in and out of her in a heartbeat because i just knew her that well just from doing text-based stuff where I'm finding myself right now to some extent I struggle a little bit with my character Evie because I don't know her that well I haven't played her as long for one but I haven't had that opportunity to sort of delve into some of that some of those situations that I was able to get into in a in a separate RP type setting um, so I think that really can make a huge difference if you have you know even if it's not a formal setting, like a formal RP channel, you know, but like Nick was saying, just having the opportunity to stay in character for 45 minutes can make a huge difference. So, yeah. That'd be awesome to develop some sort of bot that you could <clears throat> converse with in character. Hmm. That's specifically designed to help you flesh it out, but it's, you know, intelligent and it could talk back to you. 
like the, uh, for for any of the '90s kids, uh, Smarter Child. Yes. Uh, oh that, yeah. The aimbot, the aimbot that you could talk to, yeah. and it would talk back to you. Yeah, but for D and D. That's terrifying and awesome at the same time. <laughs> I uh. I, I when, when I try to get into a character, I kind of start with um, I don't like to design a character like in a vacuum. I, I like to think about how the character relates to other people. So what I'll do is I'll sort of put in my mind uh, the image of this character interacting with some archetype, like you know they're interacting with a paladin. Well, what are the kind of things that this character would say to a paladin? How would they interact with them? What would the kind of things that this <clears throat> character would say? Maybe after another character has a traumatic event related to their backstory, like how is this character going to comfort or stammer or screw up or that kind of thing. So I always kind of start with what sort of relationship do I want to have as this character to the rest of the party? And then I get into the personality from there, kind of like Shannon would said, and then I sort of build outward further. So when I built Garth Rakasan, I talked like this is big, important character. He's a big goofball. Um, I wanted him to be a big, lovable himbo oaf who was actually really very sweet and kind of dim, but also like weirdly intuitive. And I wanted him to interact with the party in like this hyper positive way, not a toxically positive way, just like this really hyper positive way, like giving them giving them fun nicknames like J skills and Z money and uh, encouraging them when they're doing stuff and giving myself opportunities to prompt other players, you know, so like then we might bump into a challenge and because um, they were they were all kind of fairly new at the game. So I wanted to be kind of a leader, but not like in charge. So it's like, oh, the door's locked. And Garth might look over and he's like, yo, Z Money. Hey, G- you know how to handle these, right? Like, because I, I could do it, but like, you know, it'd be loud. And uh, maybe that's not what we're supposed to do right now. So that'd be sort of how I wanted to design him because I wanted the, to him, him to be able to facilitate, lubricate the table chemistry. Sort of, and the, and it worked. It worked. They they they, it got some of them out of their shells and got them to talk, and it was really neat. That's very cool. Mm-hmm. I saw him typing it up in chat. Um, I helped my husband create his first ever D anD D character, and he didn't know how to do it. So my advice to him was: it's really easy. Just pick one very simple thing and blow it out of proportion. <laughs> so he has a paladin and they are they are um, like super vain and self-absorbed in their looks so like it's not that much but you know when you flavor combat is oh he walks in he draws his sword and on the draw he looks at his reflection in the shine flicks a tuft of hair out of his face and swings his great sword. You know, it, like, it's an easy way to RP without doing RP. And just, like, that kind of really easy, simple transitioning was wonderful. Hmm. That's He's awesome so and not crazy. embarrassing at all. It's so wonderful. That's amazing. <laughs> I don't know if you could hear him screaming from the <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> No, that's a really, it's a really cool idea too because you never I'm really I'm screaming too and I'm like, wait. <laughs> you you never really hear uh people talking about like getting scars in D&D. I mean like 
you you hear about combat all the time and like people go they go they they almost die you know they might have two failed death saving throws you give them a healing potion and they're right back up and i don't i don't know of a lot of dms or uh groups that really play with more like higher stakes like i know shannon uh i know scarlet <laughs> broke her leg one time and she sean did. and sean did not allow it to just oh yeah no. you have a healing he was like no yep. you no it's permanent you, now yeah. It's something that I have to work in for RP reasons, yeah. and I love that. I love it because it serves as a reminder of how reckless she was mm -hmm. and the consequences that became of that. And I, yeah. I, I love those little things. And what you said about scars, Nick, um, I always, whatever, I don't know any reason, or effort, uh, that's not what I wanted to say. I don't know for what reason, probably just because I like to do dark, tragic backstories, but all of my PCs have a scar of some sort of some sort and there's a story that goes along with it um and i just i don't know i don't know what i like about that it's just it's cool i um actually wrote into lawful great adventures a a scarring mechanic so mm. um it's it's a journey story about four friends so one of the things that i realized was like oh if we make this game too lethal then all of a sudden we're gonna have a, situ a ship of theseus situation where we've been slowly replacing individual party members until we don't have the original party then the story doesn't make sense so yeah. I removed. I removed death. I removed. They they can't die. Um, so what happens if they get knocked down to their their death threshold? If they would die, that's when they get some kind of a scar or a penalty. So what's going to happen mm. is uh, the first time it happened. Uh, I think I destroyed some equipment, and something happened. It's happening uh, coming up pretty soon here. So he's going to have some sort of a permanent thing occur as a result of his death. And so that allows me to that allows me to overbalance some of the encounters and not worry about them being too hard. Um, and it also they they really carry the story with them, especially grievous wounds. Sometimes I'll I'll, I'll work in as well. Like if yeah. someone gets shot, then you know that's going to be a mark there. Yeah, something cool that Sean does when a character dies but is resurrected, he will always ask, you know, what is you're going to have a mark because you just died. So what is that mark? And he'll give he'll you know he'll give the player time to think about what it is that they want. Like somebody has um, across their back a huge a huge scar. It's either their back or their chest, like a huge scar. Uh, my ranger died and was resurrected, and the way she died was by a fireball so she's got a huge like burn mark scar like on the side of her neck so mm -hmm. i think that's like a really interesting way to first of all remind your character that they're mortal um and just it's really cool for rp reasons too i'm going to pause the conversation here because believe it or not we've already hit our first hour <laughs> and what? yeah no i know it does <laughs> feel like that doesn't it um so we are going to take a quick break so everybody can get up refill their drinks hashtag free the pee all that good stuff and uh make sure you enter the giveaway if you haven't entered yet there's a dice vault up for a giveaway from arcane spectacles one of the brand new dice vaults um so exclamation point ticket to enter if you haven't gotten to do that yet there's there's way more of you in chat than have entered the giveaway. I'm very disappointed right now. Fine. Luna, you've twisted my arms. I'll enter. I okay. wasn't going to, but... And, uh, and um, think of some questions when we come back. We will do this for another hour. And um, yeah, that's the... Uh, that's the 
the, the giveaway item. So please, uh, <laughs> please make sure. Nox, I've been creeping because I'm setting up. Hey, um, Nox. How are you, Nox? And uh, yeah, we will be back uh, in just a few minutes. And um, if you haven't had the chance yet to also check out um, Arcane Spectacles store. Um, if you if you haven't gotten to see any of the other products that they make, uh, ArcaneSpectacles.com. You can enter in sh capital shared EXP for 10% off your order. Um, you can also check out our other partner, Critical Hit Cookies where she makes all kinds of amazing cookies. They all come individually packaged and really, really well like boxed up so you don't have to worry about them breaking or anything like that. So if you have an adventuring party to feed, you can order half a dozen, a dozen, three dozen, whatever. And uh, Tavern Tales 10 will get you 10% off your order from Critical Hit Cookies. Um, so check them out during the break and then come back and join us and we will see you all shortly. Before we jump back into questions and answers and everything, I want to thank everybody who is joining us, um, who is just coming in. Um, for those who didn't hear uh, or haven't noticed, we did hit affiliate uh, on Wednesday, which is super, super exciting. Um, and we actually are already up to 45 subscribers. Nice. <laughs> wow. yes. That's amazing. So it's a good thing we have more emotes on the way because we're going to fill those slots up pretty darn quick. That's um, amazing. Yeah. That's exciting. So we should be getting some more emotes hopefully in time for next Sunday. Uh, the first one was uploaded really fast. So that was great. Um, but thank you guys all for coming to hang out tonight um a reminder if you're just coming in if you came in during the break um we have a giveaway going on exclamation point ticket to enter to win a dice vault from arcane spectacles and um that will be super fun to give away and uh yeah let's see what else do we have going on um we have a great group of people here so let's dive back into the conversation not thicket you goober oh my gosh um <laughs> Uh, I'm catching up now on all all the stuff that happened in chat. It's like, my goodness, cricket. <laughs> you could do what I do, bees, and just type in exclamation point ticket. That's what I do when I want to be a pain in the neck. Um, so we got a couple of questions that came in, um, one towards the end right before we went to break, and then one that actually came in over break. So I'm going to start with this one from David Tilstra. And the question is, if you could give your character one piece of advice, what would it be? I love that question. That's a good That's a good question. I would tell my character to follow Jim the Dim on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> he would provide him with a lot of positivity and support and enthusiasm. And I would also tell that to everyone in chat right now. It's I true. second if that. If you're there, if you're listening, yes. follow Jim yep. on Twitter and help me beat him in getting him to 500 followers before <laughs> he gets me. Do it. <laughs> No, don't do that. You should help Nick out because you know why? Nick is closer to hitting 500 than I am by about eight whole followers. So help me get him to 500 first. <laughs> don't, do it. don't do it. As Cash just win, said, win. you can't follow Hold twice. On. So I'm I'm already sunk there. I can't follow you yeah, both again. Same. Yeah. Yep. Just check. Go follow them both. Yeah. Yep. Follow go. everybody that's here if you don't already, because you're you will yeah. not be sorry. Especially that. Yeah. yeah. You will not be sorry. Uh, but, but my real answer uh, <laughs> would be for Relic to uh, just just shut up. Just stop being honest <laughs> and stop telling, <laughs> stop ruining all the party's plans because he cannot help. He cannot tell a lie. He's really bad at it. 
Um, he's very honest to like to to a fault, and they has gotten the party into several troublesome situations by pointing something out uh, that he he thinks his party member must be mistaken, because clearly they 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 don't they don't know what really happened. Um, and uh, yeah, so I just like just just take a step back, relic. Just take a step back. It's okay. Yeah, I think Scarlet's advice that I would give her would be something in the same vein of like, don't be so reckless. You know, <laughs> think about your actions before you do it. Think through the situation because not only does it hurt you, but it's hurting the people around you. So you need to think about what you're doing before you do it. Very kindergarten teacher. Very kindergarten. I think I would sit Garth Rockasan down. I would hand him his milkshake. <laughs> cherry on top. Whipped cream? No whipped cream. Not this time. All right, all right. This is a serious milkshake for serious conversations. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> Quote of the night right there. Yeah. Serious and I, milkshake. And I would say to him, Garth, you know, you're really good at killing monsters, and your moves are so sick, and you're such a good swordsman. But when someone says, hey, you look really good, they're flirting with you. They're hitting on you. And they, what they don't want is a half-hour description of your workout routine. That's not what they're trying to get. So just politely decline and carry on with your day. <laughs> I would like to think a good piece of advice would be um, to use your insight checks. Because I think <laughs> so many times people forget about them. Yep. And... And also use insight checks, not just when the DM is like, oh, I'm being overly suspicious here. You should probably insight check me. Red's cause... acting pretty sus right now. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we had a really pivotal moment in the very, it's either the very first or the second episode of Know Your Role. The very first. I had a slightly weird feeling about an NPC that Joe had introduced to us. And I was like... Can I do an insight check? And he's like, yeah, sure, go for it, man. And I think I rolled a nat 20. It was either a nat 20 or it was very high. And Joe was like, oh, shit. Uh, yeah, this guy's definitely lying to you. And he was like, he later told me, he's like, I had, I didn't think I gave you any reason not to trust this guy. If you had rolled any lower, you wouldn't have figured it out. But it like ended up becoming a pretty big, like the guy ended up becoming a pretty big villain later on in the campaign. And it, just, it was just one of those weird feelings I had. I don't know if I have any advice to give to any of my PCs other than don't be afraid to um, shed some blood. I usually play support characters and they don't like to be out in the brunt. Mm. I'd probably say that it's okay to go with your gut sometimes. I'd probably let my character know that she doesn't necessarily have to stop and try to think everything through and it it is okay to react every once in a while <laughs> yeah that's a good question though it is a good question oh um, and if I ever played a ranger my advice would be to remember to use hunter's mark yes oh my, oh gosh. my god yeah, that uh, I, I'd like to joke that if I ever actually oh. play a ranger, I'm going to have them carve it into their bow. Yeah, that's like it's going to be. 
My ranger should do that because she is terrible at, at remembering to do Hunter's Mark. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. Jared played um, a ranger in the one shot on Paradise yeah. the other day. Yeah, the um, other day. And we were talking about the spells that he was going to get. I'm like, you have to do Hunter's Mark. And he's like, mm, I don't think I'm going to take Hunter's Mark. I'm like, what? What do you, what do you mean? <laughs> what do you like, mean? Like the bread and butter of a ranger. <laughs> he's like, I, I just don't, I don't feel like I should. And I'm like, you have to take it. I like forced him to. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, you have to take it to be a ranger. That's, it's the rules. Uh, like it's, it's a ranger specific spell. You have yep. to do it. Yep. Not taking Eldritch Blast as a warlock. Right. You gotta take it. So here's the thing about that though, is that that is a 5e specific skill. So my ranger in Pathfinder doesn't have it. Ooh. But I know you've told us about your ranger and Pathfinder having oh. notoriously unlucky archery skills. Oh yeah, <laughs> chat already called it out. It's Katie Machen even said it's also okay to be bad at archery. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. But yeah. Pathfinder Rangers also have a spell that is basically a staple that they should remember to cast every time. It's called Gravity Bow and increases the damage of your spell one uh, your 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 bow by one size category. So if you're using a long bow, you go from dropping 1d8s to 2d6s, yes. which is like massively important. Which would be great ah, yeah. if my character wasn't level 3. <laughs> you're one level away. Just one away. I know, but we just hit level 3, so I still have a ways to go. Ah, <laughs> uh, just go grind boars. That's all right. There's a there's a secret that nobody knows about Eevee yet, so hopefully it will come out soon. I'm like dying for the next combat, so <laughs> Ooh. Because I'm like, I'm so yeah. anxious to get to use it. And I never I, have gotten to. <laughs> I think I've actually only gotten to see Evie in the Halloween one shot you played the other day. Yes. With, uh, with Chris. Yes. So that was cool getting. When I heard Evie, I was like, wait, is this Edabricks? Is this like, did Edabricks get a re, like a, a, a change? Nope. Edabricks. Nope. Edabricks yeah. is in retirement right now. Ah, she's um, in retirement right now. Yeah. Got she's it. in retirement right now. And but uh, Evie, is, Evie is new. Evie is a whole different character. Yep. Um, got it. Got it. Got it. So she started on, uh, so Fifty Shades of Crimson, our Wednesday night campaign, originally started as Tabletop Tavern 2 on our previous channel. So we just carried it forward with two new cast members. And, um, and so, like, I still have my character, Remove Disc still has his character and everything, uh, Amanda Amanda still has her character, and then uh, Decider 12 is still DMing, but uh, we have um, Katie Machen has joined the cast, and Yachts. Um, has joined the cast as well so they have brand new characters so it's um it's been fun it's been fun trying to uh incorporate them into the into the channel into the not into the channel but into the show um because we just we've met their characters and then we had the halloween episode so <laughs> yeah that was that was a really funny way to, for you guys all to interact yeah yeah it was good it was good um, so we have another question that came in. Katie Machen actually would like to know, what is the thing that you think you need to work on most as a player? Are you a jokester, a rules lawyer, a spotlight hog, etc.? For myself, I know um, because I'm such a researcher, I tend to research stats too much a little bit. Like, I don't I would like to think I'm not a min-maxer person, but I find, like, I try to, like, dive in, like, with the spells. I'm like, oh, that's so cool. These two spells really play well off each other. Like, you could do this spell, and then you could, 
you know, then do this one and have the effects whatever. And I think sometimes that I know that about myself, so I need to, I don't know, step back. Because I like the RP stuff as well, but I think sometimes when I'm planning out a character, I get so excited about the intricate little things that sometimes I focus on it a little too much. I think that's awesome. I think that I love it when players do that kind of stuff. Yeah, you sound like kind of very similar to how I I play, uh, Caitlin. I, I'd like to say like I, I think I'm a, uh, a. I'm trying to think of the right way to put this. I'm definitely not a min maxer, but whenever I play a new class, I do go and read for an hour, like whatever the latest handbook is on that class, to read like what all the best. Because it's not that I want to make the character the absolute best it can be, but I want to understand the character, mm. and so. <laughs> I, that doesn't mean that I won't play like a Goliath mage or a dwarf rogue. It's just, I, I want to, like, if I am going to give myself some weaknesses here, I want to know about, okay, well, let me really lean into, into some strengths here. So like, it's, I, you, you hit the nail on the head. It's like, I'm not a min maxer, but I, 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 I almost like to know what a min maxer would do. Would do yeah. Just All in right. case. No. The, la- the one shot, the character that I made for the one shot, we were all like spellcasters. Um, yeah. And Ooh. so knowing that, I was like, and we had, um, Knox was playing a rogue, who I think was uh, Arcane Trickster. Thank you, that word. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and anyway, so we were all spellcasters, and I'm like, oh man, we're not going to have anyone that can like be in there to take the heat, you know? And so I'm like, I'm going to try to make a wizard that will be that person. Yes. Who... So I took... Um, and I'm sorry, I've forgotten everything. Um, but like you, when you like make a melee attack, you like do extra damage. Um, uh, green flame blade or booming blade? Some, booming blade, yeah. Booming so blade. I took that, and then I also took the feat um, like nimble. So it was like you don't provoke opportunity attacks. Oh, nice. So it's, and like mage armor and shield and things like that. So I like really got in there and was like ready to like take all the brunt of things, and then. I could just like do a melee attack and like get away if I had to. What subclass were you, Caitlin? I'm trying to remember. Um, Abjuration, or I, I think I went evocation because okay. I wanted to be able to sculpt because that's the sculpt the spell mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. you don't yeah. damage people. Mm-hmm. So I think I chose that on the off chance that I needed to not damage myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like fireball right here. <laughs> I don't want to hurt myself. Something else that I love that you did, Caitlin, was because we were all spellcasters, I, I think it was you who started the spreadsheet, right? So, yeah, so put all of our, since we were all spellcasters, we put all of the spells that were there, and then we put our names, and we put an X by the ones that we took so that we could coordinate and that we all didn't take the same thing, which I thought was a great idea. Um, and some we did have some duplicates, but, like, they weren't game-breaking. Um, so I, I loved that. The organization, mwah, loved it. Well, I really wanted to do that because I wanted each of us to have, because spells, they're such big moments in mm-hmm. a campaign. And so I'm like, I don't want all three of us to have mage hand. Like one of us should yeah. have mage hand so they can have that moment sure. on stream where they're doing the mage hand things. But um, if you all have yeah. mage hand, you can do a cool mage hand, like friendship, high five. 
I think <laughs> I think Knox and I went back and forth on um, well, I summon my mage hand to do, and she's like, oh well, I'll do it with my mage hand. I was like, I'll dismiss it, and she's like, eh, no, you can do it. I'll summon it, and then now I'm gonna do it. And we just like went back and forth with it. It was really, it was fun. That was a lot of fun. Um, something that I think I need to work on. I can definitely be a spotlight ho- spotlight hog. Um, I love to perform. I love an audience, um, and I love uh, like purveying my story and making my story advance but at the same time like I want to make sure that's something I'm really sensitive to is making sure that everybody else you know gets their moment and that I'm not taking up too much screen time um so that's something that I definitely want to work on yeah I've actually been specifically like holding back jumping in because I'm a terrible spotlight hog it's it's so hard to resist sometimes especially when like I know everyone is like thinking and thinking and thinking and then like, oh, no, I know what I want to say here. So then I just jump in and do it. And then I like steal the entire scene. So I'll like, like I'll actually like while I'm playing, keep track of who has and hasn't been talking and how many times I've spoken first in a row and like all this other stuff. I'm like running, running all this in my head just so I'll be like, OK, you spoke first last time. So no matter how long mm. we sit, <laughs> make sh- let someone else do it. <laughs> it's it's hard sometimes. It's 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 difficult. As a player, I need to learn how to handle a spell book because I've not done <laughs> spellcasters and I'm playing my first one soon. I, it's going to be interesting. I can relate to that. I am somebody who sometimes can take too long in between the last turn and my turn. So mm. for me, I think some of it is finding that balance of making sure that I'm prepared ahead of time, but also able to respond in case somebody in the the turn before me royally screws up what I was planning to do. Um, So that's actually part of why I've never played a spellcaster because I'm the person who ends up sitting there going, wait a second, let me just finish reading this real quick, you know, (laughs) like, and, um, and making sure that I understand what the spell is going to do. But I feel like it takes me forever to get to that point. Like, I read it, and then I'm like, okay, I'm going to cast this. And then, like, as my turn comes up, I'm like, wait, I need to read it again just to make yeah. sure. And yeah. um, and that's part of why I've never played one. But I think if, if I feel like I can find that balance, which I'm, I'm a lot better about it now than I used to be, um, I'm starting to, like, squeak into that area. I played a bard for the first time in an offline three four shot recently um and uh that was an adventure that's for sure she was a bard who didn't realize she was a bard she thought she was a wizard oh i remember you talking about that yeah yes she's uh she is uh she is uh sibling i actually brought her out for the one shot on uh on paradise as well um she's siblings with a character that uh david played so (laughs) love it love it love it yeah i uh Oh, go ahead. Oh, I just had a tangent um, at, at my tables as a DM. Anytime someone uses a new ability or spell for the very first time, I make them open the book and read the entire thing out loud hmm. for everybody. Because, well, it, it sort of adds to the fun. This uh, They did this a lot in Adventure Zone, which, of course, is how we all kind of got our start in loving this, uh, loving this mm-hmm. medium. Um, but they would, they, would read the whole, they would read the whole thing out loud. And I was like, oh, I kind of like that. I'm just going to use that at all my tables because it's sort of fun. It's like, oh, this is what my thing does, and this is why it's cool, and this is why I am cool at the table. And it also helps everyone learn the mechanics of the game and helps the, uh, the players learn how their characters work so that's that's like a I like a, that mm-hmm. that's a cool rule yeah yeah, yeah. 
I think that's a great way to, to get people to, to learn it. And it gives them a chance to like, to, to, to teach themselves as well as the rest of the group. You know? Internalize it. Yeah. yeah. I like the idea with that as well. You know, like when you level up in any of the classes. So it's like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm a monk and now I can do this super cool thing. And the yeah. first time I get to use it, then you get to highlight that. That is really awesome. That's really cool. That's, that that's literally cool. when it comes up the most is right after a big level up. They'll be like, oh, I got this new thing. I'm going to show this off. It's, it's great. It's a okay. great, great thing at the table. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't think, I mean, I'm pretty sure everyone here is familiar with Critical Role, but like one of the things that I definitely took away Not from Critical Role, uh, I was starting. <laughs> guard shirt on. Yeah, right. I was starting a wizard character uh, in my home game right as Campaign 2 was starting off. And um, Caleb is the wizard on, on, on Critical Role, and he does such a good job describing his spells in a way where, like, and, and he doesn't do it every single time. But like usually when it's a new spell or when it's one of his big spells, um, you know he he he'll talk about like you know the, one my favorite one is when he describes casting Wall of Fire and he had the spell yeah. components in his hand and yes. he's like and I run, run. my hand Ooh. Um, through, cool. through it uh, and that bit was very inspiring to me as a player to like kind of try and do my own twist on that um, and so rather than saying kind of taking from what Kate, Liam O'Brien does rather than saying I cast this spell i describe like the components i'm taking out and like the the verbal or the somatic things i'm doing so the rest of the table is like what the hell is he about to cast <laughs> love it uh, that's I awesome love it. yeah um i don't think i realized i don't think i actually answered the question which was what, what was the original question though which was, was it something <laughs> you wanted to i found change? what nick needs to work on <laughs> change about your character? no it was something about um what's something that you need to work on as a player <laughs> Okay, so obviously I guess paying attention. Uh, no, uh, I think it's a combination of the two examples that were given. Um, being as hogging the spotlight, I think any of us. I mean, look, we're all like, hey, we're all here on on a, on a webcam, like on a show. Like, I think a lot of us we clearly like, you know, being a little bit in the spotlight. Um, but uh, it's a combination of that and also being a rules lawyer. And it's not so much telling, saying, oh, that's not how that works, as much as it is like. I know what would be a more effective turn for a person. And, uh, and, I, and I, I really yeah. had to like slap myself on the wrist to say, no, don't tell them that they should go over there, use a bonus action to hide. Then they'll get sneak attack. And then they'll, or like, oh, this spell, he's probably resistant to this, you know, and, and you can hear it on know your role. It's one of my, <laughs> it's one of my personal things I've worked on, like off camera. I was like, Hey guys, I'm really sorry. I keep catching myself and re-listening to the episodes doing that saying like oh why don't you try using this spell or why don't you do that and so that's something that i didn't hear it until i had to listen to myself doing it to other people uh so i've, I've tried to really pull back from that as, as best i can we have a we have a new person at our table on the show literally she has never played before this is her first foray with tabletop games wow. her name's sydney she's doing a great job she's awesome she's really she's really starting to break out of her shell but uh three of us are dms so mm-hmm. We all like we're all just like chomping at the bit. Like I know exactly what you should do at every single second to maximize your effectiveness, and um, we've we've managed to get a culture going where she feels comfortable asking for help when she's actually completely lost. But yeah, that is that is definitely something that we had to that we had to get used to is not like playing other people's characters for them. Mm, yeah, how is it DMing for other DMs? 
Oh, it's great. Uh, one of the people at my table, Alex, who plays Warren, uh, he is my favorite DM, my personal favorite DM. He's a very different style DM than I am, uh, uh, but he is uh, very much an inspiration and something of a, a men- was a mentor to me when I was starting to get in. Now we have kind of a more of a partnership deal, but uh, he, he, I think one of the best things you can do is figure out if they're going to be one of those like helpful DMs or if they're going to, or if they're going to like specifically hang back and not say anything. And fortunately, Alex knows the game as well as I do. So he um, he and I have it pretty well worked out where he'll sort of help me with mechanical things if I screw them up. But usually it's either after the fact or it's uh, if I'm like if I'm trying to remember a rule and he has it memorized, I'll be like, Alex, do you know this rule? And he'll be like, oh, yeah, that's what this is. So it's um, it can be intimidating, especially if it's your first crack at DMing. I've been DMing for a long time, so I'm a little more comfortable with it. But if it is your first crack at DMing and there is a DM at your table and they're really experienced, I I would honestly talk to that person one-on-one and I'd be like, hey, so uh, do you want to help or do you want to sit back? Or even more so, hey, this is my first crack at this. Um, could you help me out? And also, this is what that looks like to me. I'm very comfortable telling a story, but I'm not so sure on some of the mechanics. So if I'm trying to figure out a mechanic in my head, could you please chime in? I won't interpret it as rules lawyering. And, uh, you know, those little sidebar conversations, those really help the the table chemistry. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I've played at tables where we've had multiple DMs, and it's... um, it could be a challenge, but it can be also really helpful because there are times when somebody doesn't know the mechanic and somebody else knows the mechanic really well. So um, I think it's super important. And I think it's true of anything to have that conversation of this is, I may need help with this and here's what that looks like to me. I think you said that perfectly, Mm -hmm. Benjamin. It's, I think that it can be really easy to jump in and help somebody out when they're like, no, I need to figure this one out on my own it's easy to want to jump in with a new player, for example, and be like, oh, you should do this, you should do that. Um, and I think of it like when I stream on my own channel on Sunday mornings, I always, 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 without fail, have the no backseat gaming tab up, tag up. And I will time people out if they start telling me how to play the game. It makes me so frustrated um, because I feel like if I fail at something, that should be my character's failure, not because... Mm-hmm someone did or didn't tell me how to play and I don't learn anything from them saying you need to do this. So mm-hmm. yeah, I yeah, I, th- I think that's why like a session zero conversation, like what Benjamin yeah. was referencing yeah. is like great. Like some people, I mean, I have memories of like when I was younger, like playing games, like when I was in like middle school, high school of like people being like, Hey, can you look up this one spell for me? Like, like of, of kind of like working together collaboratively to figure out, you know, I can't figure out the best thing for me to do, but let's stop. Let's stop playing and let's talk about this. Other tables, they're the, they don't want that at all. They don't want any of that table talk. They're like, you'll have a DM that's like, no, you've got 10 seconds. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. You know. And mm-hmm. if you're if you're a player that is uncomfortable in that situation and you went in without realizing it, like you're not going to have a good time, probably. Right. And vice versa, if you're a DM that loves that kind of quick action combat and all of your players keep stopping every round to like flip through the player's handbook. Um, so yeah, I think the conver- like the conversation that you referenced, Ben, like just having like what what both the DM and the players are looking for is super important. Mm-hmm.
It always comes back down to communication. Always. Mm -hmm. Always. Yeah. Yeah. Always. Yep. Yeah. And it's something everyone's always learning. Like I, it was Joe uh, from Know Your Role. Joe and I couldn't be more different in our style of DMing. Like at least back when we started, I think I've started to influence him a bit and he started to influence me. But like, I play like a pretty serious game. All my characters have like very fantasy-esque names and I'm like pretty by the used to be pretty by the book like when it came to rules and like i've started to slip in some like silly character names and like fudging rules and things like that and um yeah i think everyone can just like we can always stand to learn from whether it's other players or other dms just like taking little bits yeah well and session zero doesn't stop after session zero yeah 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 you know i uh i think one of the i think one of the hallmarks of of the way i dm is i i'm there's always a small conversation that's happening between me and the various players you know in like facebook messenger or you know we're out having a beer after the session and then we're sort of talking through things and and that's where that's an open forum to to have conversations about the game and sort of what they want and expect and what i want and expect and and it's 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 very much an open exchange and sometimes i feel like especially with table games, um, that line of communication can shut down. You'll see people in like DM Academy on Reddit or RPG horror stories. They're talking about like, oh, I don't know how to, oh, I've had this problem player and they've been a problem for six months and and I don't know how to broach this subject. I'm like, oh man, you should have started talking about it when it was small. Yeah. You know? And that's just good general life advice, people. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. (laughs) Agreed. Um, Dicebar- I live by the. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was. Go ahead. I was going to read something from chat so it can. Okay. Um, I live by the 48 hour rule. If it's not going to matter in 48 hours, let it go. Or if it is going to matter, you have to talk to that person within 48 hours. Otherwise, mm-hmm. if you don't, just let it go. Yeah. And I, I learned that, I think, in my early years of teaching um, and when I was stressing about literally everything. Um, it, it was helpful for me to to like prioritize and think, all right, what do I actually need to be worrying about right now? Or what what are my priorities here? Um, and yeah, it helps with communicating as well. And it's helped with those difficult conversations um, that we've had to have that I've had to have, um, you know, with parents and things like that. Um, but yeah, I think communication is so key here and, and talking to your DM and or GM and knowing like letting them know what your limits are and letting them know what's okay, what's not okay. And having that open communication and, and being able to do that. Cause if you, if, if you're at a table where like the DM isn't open to talking or you don't feel comfortable talking to the DM, that should be a red flag. Yeah. yeah. So what I was going to say is uh, Dice Barbarian said in chat, I try to stay out of another player's business up until they're about to do something that's going to affect the rest of the party. And then I might start dropping hints, mm-hmm. um, which as I responded in chat, I said, that's very different than saying you shouldn't yeah. do this. Right. Um, but at you the can same, RP that. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say, but it's also for me, it's important to keep it in the context of would my character even know this if I'm going to say mm. something. Um, mm. I, where, I, Like I was saying before, I don't often play spellcasters. So a lot of times it would make absolutely zero sense for my character to know that if somebody casts fireball in a small room, that's a bad idea. You know, unless <laughs> for whatever reason she's seen it happen before. Right. Right. Um, 
but that's just yeah yeah <laughs> yeah if, if there's going to be like a if there's going to be like a flag or someone's going to do something and the rest of the party doesn't want them to do it or or you know they I'm going to reach out and grab this thing or I'm going to steal this thing from this guy what I try to do anytime there's sort of a controversial action is um if the players can work it out with themselves, then that's that's great. If they can figure out if they're going to do that, I will I will allow time to stop and let them sort of figure out if they actually want to do this. Then the other thing I'll do is I might if 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 they're doing something a little weird, I might say to them, "Hey, um, so are you sure you want to do this? Because this could I, I see this going a couple of different ways, and here's the here's the get what you want way, and then here's the this could go bad, and that this is might be what happens because." I think the players sometimes don't have all the context because it's a spoken medium and it's really abstract that the the characters might have, mm. you know? So I try to just be generous with the information as much as possible so that they know what they're doing and, and what the consequences might be. Yeah. Yeah. I run a dragon heist game and I often, which takes place in water deep. And I will often when my players in a situation say, so yeah, um, just, you you do recall seeing the code legal posted on every street corner in the city, and you do know that you could charm this guard, but you do remember that if you get caught and you like and it doesn't work, that it's punishable for up to uh, it's like a month in prison or something like that, whatever it is. Just that not as it don't do this. I just want to make sure you, the mm -hmm. player, remember your character would remember that, so they don't go, oh, you know, how was I supposed to know? Because I don't want to trap them. You know, I don't want yeah. to be like, hey, gotcha. I showed you this this handout six months ago. Um, so I, I more so just try to, like, make sure they're aware rather than saying, like, no, sorry, your character wouldn't do that. We're going to move on to the next turn. Like, that's that's not the way to do things. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's great, because then you've replaced a gotcha moment with a a legitimate character decision. Yeah. yeah. And do if they decide wish... to go through yeah. with it, yeah. Do they wish to do this high risk, high reward thing, or are they going to find a different way? Like that's and that's that's, I think that's more engaging. Mm -hmm. Well, it's better RP in general mm -hmm. because it makes you think, would my character do this? And putting yourself in difficult situations is sometimes the best way for you to grow into yeah. your person. Yeah, yeah. I really appreciate what you were saying, Nick. I love when DMs do that with me because I don't remember a lot. Like Hunter's <laughs> Mark. Um, Sean has literally written on a dry erase card Hunter's Mark and stuck it on top of his DM screen so that I could see it. Um, and I still forgot it. But like, I really appreciate those reminders because there's there's so many things going on in the story. But I can't even imagine like as being the DM, you're having like five different storylines to keep straight here, plus the entire world. Um, but reminders are, are super helpful for me. Whenever I'm DMing a barbarian and they attack and they don't say it i go is this reckless oh my god like, yes 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 <laughs> yes yeah. yeah yeah currently playing my barbarian on fridays and yeah i need people to do that to me because i will forget my rage damage or the reckless 100 <laughs> percent. i have a post-it note on the bottom of my monitor from when i was playing Edabricks that's a sneak attack on flank because i would forget it every single time because in pathfinder you can mm. take your sneak attack when you're flanking we have a saying at all of my tables, uh, A, B, F, always be flanking. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> anyone that's Love ever it. played with me, they're always looking for, for setting up a flank or whatever. Because literally we had a rogue at one of my tables that would just rush in and just attack. And then he'd always be like, ah, 
crap. If I would have gone one space over here, I would have been flanking. I could have done my sneak attack. attack. And, like, and, I, and finally, I was like, hey, ABF man, always. <laughs> and, uh, I love it. Talk. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. When it doesn't happen for a while, I completely forget that flanking exists. I think it's a little more. I, I, I don't know. I think it's a little more prominent in Pathfinder, which is mostly what I play. Like yeah. it's, mm. it is critical in Pathfinder setting up flanks. Yeah, it's a variant rule in Five E, so you don't have to do. It. It's not in the base rules, but some Got it. like like Critical Role they do it. They, so yeah. some, they still um, they still use it. Yeah, I, I have. Go ahead. Sorry, uh, I have two Rangers that play in my offline camp. Well off-air campaign on Tuesday nights, and they can never remember to do their bonus action before their attack. <laughs> so, like, we were doing nope. waves of... What was I doing? Uh, spiders? I was doing giant spiders. And he goes, oh, yeah, so I'm gonna shoot him, then I'm gonna move back here. Um, shoot, did I use my Colossus Slayer? I'm like, nope. <laughs> I? Nope. Ah. <laughs> I, I let them forget it the first time, and then I'll just remind them afterwards. Or are are you doing your bonus action beforehand, or do you want to do it after? Yep. So a lot of my players are now with the. If I ask you if you're doing a bonus action, it means there's one available. Go. Uh, <laughs> <if> not, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Playing Baldur's Gate three has reminded me of the things like bonus actions that I always, mm -hmm. always, always forget about, especially when playing D and D. Um, so it's been great because I'm like, all right, so here's like, and I and I sort of now have this mental list of like, okay, I can do this, 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 or this right now. You know, like these are all bonus actions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My favorite thing to do in Baldur's Gate so far is definitely shoving because they made it a bonus action oh God, which it is not a bonus action <laughs> i want to run we've been joking with my my three friends i've been playing with i want to run a game of D D using the physics of the baldur's gate shove right because you can just go up to a character and you shove them and they will fly yeah. like 30 <laughs> feet away yeah there have been so many fights we've ended because like we've just gone up shoved. to like a guy and just shoved him and he just goes oh, push him off a like, cliff yep yeah i love it i love Team it Rocket and, style. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, dash is a bonus action for everybody, not just rogues and monks. Yes. And I was like, hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's 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 been fun though. I've been enjoying playing it, so yeah, it's all good. That is one thing nice about um, we've been. I've been making my character sheets in D and D Beyond, and so it's nice because it's helpful to have those reminders, like oh. Click on bonus action. Mm -hmm. What are all the bonus actions that you could possibly do? It's kind of a nice little hint. I think that's literally the thing you just mentioned, Caitlin. One of the most, like the single greatest feature of D&D Beyond is that you can sort by action. Because I always have new players, like they've done their attack and they're like, well, I don't know what else I can do. And I'm mm -hmm. like, oh, click bonus actions and it will tell you, you can do all of these things. And unless they're like a level one fighter, it's like, well, you can't do anything. <laughs> um, you know, but... Yeah, it's very helpful. All right. Well, we've got a uh, little bit of time left, so I'm going to throw another question out there since, um, let's see. Have you all ever rolled on the player's handbook trinket table? If so, what did you get? 
I didn't even know that existed. Is, Can I roll right now? I'm doing that right now. <laughs> Go yeah, for it. Right it's, now. it's a D100. <laughs> nice. I have before, and I feel like I got like a like a skeleton hand or something. <sighs> like it was. I got a pair of I, perfectly Ooh, identical. Hand? I got a pair of perfectly identical pine cones. Oh. That was what I had gotten before. Anyone in chat tell me what page it's on? Yeah, what page? Anybody know? I've got my. I'm guessing it's under creating a character. 160 and 161. Okay, here we go. Oh, 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 okay. Uh, oh, that's my Emberon book. Okay, there it is. Right. I get a set of bone pipes. Ooh, that's fun. Yeah. <laughs> yes! I got a scrap of cloth from an old banner. Yeah! Look at me now, yeah. Dad! Oh, I got. I had a character get one of those one time. She took a scrap of cloth from a pirate flag. Ooh, that was fun. That she actually cool. she was a she was a halfling, so she wore it around like a cape. <laughs> I feel like I would wear I would wear my scrap of cloth as a headband. Yeah, I think that's what I would do. Someone will have to tell me because I I realized I've got my DMG yeah. here. Yeah, what not do you? I'll tell you. What did you uh, roll? I got an eighty nine. 89. A vial of dragon blood. Holy crap. Ooh, that's a I good one. All right, oh my. See. What else? What else? <laughs> 57. 57. An I indecipherable treasure map. I love it. <laughs> that's perfect for you. Yes, it is. I will, some you will characters. decipher that. Let's just roll some characters, guys. It's, let's do it. Let's, let's just start we, playing. Let's just start playing. So yeah, I mean, I'm Somebody just you said can, in chat can. that I should make this a permanent part of the stream. It's, it's yeah, I David. love this. And yep. That's so let it be really written, cool. so let it be done. That is definitely going to happen. So <laughs> this is like four adventure hooks, like boom, right now. Yeah, like yep. we don't even need. Yep. You don't even need to have a story. You just write the story based off of what trinket they rolled. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Blood. How much is yeah, that? Yeah. Based off so, the trinket that you just rolled. Some yep. of these are really yeah. Like some of these, I could literally write a whole adventure off of. Like this one is. It's amazing. Uh, the deed for a parcel of land in a realm unknown to you. Oh, so like, like the Pathfinder Kingmaker story. <laughs> right. Yes. A knife that belonged to a relative. I had a character that had cool. one of those, actually. Yeah, Scarlet had, had one. She doesn't anymore. You know what's funny? I think... I think that was what uh, Magnus had on the Adventure Zone. I think they rolled it on this. His grandpa's knife. Yes. Oh yeah. And he, he kept asking That's Griffin. Right. He was like, Can it, "Is it like a really powerful, like a magical knife?" He's like, "No, it's not. <laughs> it's garbage." Right. This is yeah. That was a great, great a question. Small packet filled with pink dust. Yes, please. Ooh. Pixie dust. Good. Oh, I was thinking um, uh, artificial sweetener. <laughs> <laughs> I just rolled now. Let's see. I got a 54, which is a candle All that right. can't be lit. Ooh, <laughs> mysterious. I love that. I wonder if you can light the candle. Maybe you can decipher the treasure map. <gasps> Ooh. Oh. <laughs> maybe the treasure map leads to where that dragon blood came blood from. Is. You have to fight to get more. Yes. <laughs> Braids Blades just it. said in chat, a candle. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. That's awesome. I can't dull. I can't dull. Love it. Oh. Uh, <laughs> uh, I could play with the trinket table all night forever. Right? Oh, that's great. I love that's this. Awesome. This is great. Yeah. I really like this one. A book that tells the story of a legendary hero's rise and fall with the last chapter missing. <gasps> oh, that would drive me crazy. Ugh. 
So that's the firefly. Yes, the firefly. Oh man. Oh, right to the heart. Sorry. <laughs> I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> Number 66 is one of my favorites. It's basically a D4. It's a single caltrop made from bone. That's funny. What's a caltrop? Um, like a... It's like... Spikes? Yeah, it's like a little... Like, usually you throw a bunch of them down. Think like a pile of jacks. Oh, and okay. you step mm-hmm. on them and ouch. Ouch. So D4. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. it's a D4. Uh, Scarlet might like 60... One. Yeah, Scarlet <laughs> might like 63, Shannon, an alabaster mask. Oh. <laughs> ha ha good one <laughs> sorry a little inside joke there for anyone not caught up on paradise yeah it's a, it's a real good one <laughs> I like number 93 an empty wine bottle bearing a pretty label that says the wizards of the wizard of wines winery red dragon crush 331422 W this this is making me think of like a really cool you know how people do like monthly challenges or like year yearly like reading like yeah, I'm gonna read yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love the idea of like taking this and going like one through one hundred and making a like a short D and D one shot like a adventure hook That's built a great off yeah. of each of these. Awesome. I love that. That I will help you. Yeah, you should kickstart it. Yes, hey, yes. Yeah. All right, you guys heard it here. We'll have to yeah. we'll have You're to change everything though. <laughs> have to change everything a little bit so Wizards doesn't sue us. Yeah, it's a great idea. Yes, yeah. Braids, uh, Braids, Blades just said in chat like the earlier super superstitions question. I found trinkets are a super fun way to add quirks to your new character. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Well, on that note, it is time to start wrapping up. What <laughs> I know. Oh, right. oh, it is, it is, it is. We have uh, just a few minutes left and we've got to draw a giveaway winner and all that good stuff. Oh, right. So That's important. Oh, that is that important. So I what, I, what I would like to do is I'm going to remind chat that there is a giveaway going on. If you joined us in the second half, exclamation point ticket to enter to win an Arcane Spectacles Dice Vault, one of the brand new ones that they just launched um, on their website. And, <laughs> and David Tills just saying, get ready, patch. Get ready, patch. Yep. And oh um, while we get the last few entries in, I would like to have everybody get to go around and just remind us of who you are and where we can find you on the internet. So I'm going to go in reverse order from when we started. So, Caitlin, we're going to start with you. Well, I'm Caitlin from Arcane Spectacles, and we're a TTRPG accessory shop that makes things and do we are cool you know, things they do cool, cool they do cool yeah. stuff yeah i feel like by now i have this down <laughs> <laughs> we just recently made these awesome dice balls that you can now win so get that entry in and yes. check us out on etsy arcane spectacles on twitter at arcane spectacle and um yeah we love making stuff for the community and we love interacting with the community and making new friends so feel free to message us if you just want to chat about fun things or your cool ideas for future tracker related things i don't know (laughs) (laughs) just say hi to them they don't bite we promise they're awesome (laughs) they're very awesome oh well caitlin thanks so much for coming on and hanging out tonight this has been a ton of fun getting to have you and have you join now we got to get jared on one Yes, man. I'm sure you would, would enjoy it. Uh, Jim, let's go to you next. Okay, uh, I'm Jim. I'm on Twitter and Twitch at Jim underscore the underscore Dim. I'm 
I run the Just Tekken Game podcast, but we're on hiatus because real life happened and it's taking us a while to recover. <laughs> I'm starting to get into streaming, so I'm sporadically on Twitch. Twitch. This is Twitch, not Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long week. <laughs> I am. Uh, I'm super grateful that you were willing to uh, to share the end of a very exhausting and exciting week with us. So thank you so much again for for coming to hang out and and joining us. Oh, and yeah. and oh. you'll have to let us all know what you uh, splurge on with your gift card to uh, to Rook and Raven. So keep us posted. Yeah, <laughs> I will. It might have to be a couple of things for you know a matching set. Aha! Mm. That's so sweet. Well, we will look for pictures then. Um, And uh, next, we will go to Nick. Uh, Hey, everyone. Um, So, yeah, my name is Nick, and you can find me on Twitter at uh, NickPlaysDnd, or on I'm usually the voice behind the Know Your Role account on No underscore Your underscore Role. Like I said, um, currently I will. I'm. on the plot hooks uh, one-shot adventures that have been coming out weekly. Um, I have been working on something really exciting behind the scenes with the guys from From Afar uh, and from Discount D&D. It is a crossover mega one-shot that we pulled some players from each of the different podcasts and it's fully recorded. Um, uh, We've had some certain people uh, like Shannon, for example, helping us with a little bit of a little bit of voiceover, and and I'm really excited. It's this thing is probably months away, um, but um, just we're just starting to lay the breadcrumbs out there for people that uh, we're really really excited to bring it to the community. Um, that's probably like the biggest thing that I have to share right now. We will hopefully be able to share some more details in the coming weeks and months. That's um, really but, cool, guys. Yeah. And uh, thank you, Luna, for um, continuing this this show um, with shared experience. And I'm I'm really excited for you guys. Thank you. I am very excited for us, and I'm excited that you uh, were able to come on and hang out again. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm so excited that we're all here. Uh, Benjamin. Hey, hey, everybody. I'm Benjamin. I'm the Dungeon Master for Lawful Great Adventures, uh, an actual play podcast hosted on Anchor. You can find us on Twitter, which I forgot to say at the beginning of this. You can find <laughs> us on Twitter. Uh, we're on Twitter at great underscore lawful. I'm pretty active on there. You can you can pretty much guarantee to get a reply from me almost immediately all the time because uh, it's attached to my hip. Um, uh, I am going to be getting uh, i'm going to be foraying into the streamed games world uh i was uh, recently selected as a cast member on the upcoming star wars show ripples in the gray hosted by atomic um the actual production host is yet to be announced so keep your eyes peeled but uh, i'm really excited to start playing in front of people live kind of like this but with more dice and acting um <laughs> that's why i've got a green screen now i've got this fancy fellow back there um you can also uh, i've also apparently made it my personal mission to get on basically every tabletop talk show uh in the uh, in the history of talk so you can you can probably find an episode for me uh monsters and multi two dms uh plot hooks you can find me i, I think i'm gonna do ironbound chess coming up here pretty soon um so i love talking about this stuff if you have a tabletop talk show i will come on and talk about whatever you would like me to <laughs> so shannon contact benjamin 
Cool. <laughs> <laughs> got it. Got it. <laughs> we do. We do need to get you on for the power hour, though. <gasps> oh, sure. I would love that. Thank you so for much. Sure. Yeah, that'd be amazing. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll we'll work out the details off screen. Tales um, from the tavern, so, making connections yeah. in the D and D world. Yeah. <laughs> we got the bathroom deals coming at you live. <laughs> Oh, it's Shannon. That's me. Hi, everybody. My name is Shannon. I am from Paradise RPG. I play Scarlet over there, my lovely, fiery, tempered rogue. Um, tomorrow, we are doing part two of our Halloween adventure. Um, I will be doing a full Scarlet cosplay again, and rumor has it that somebody else might be as well. So I will not be the only one with face paint on tomorrow. Um, so uh, come check that out at 7pm Eastern tomorrow night Um, I also play on a game on Roll for Damage on Friday nights where I play my barbarian Sloan who I freaking love she's amazing she's a big teddy bear but she will fuck you up in content (laughs) in combat (laughs) she's she's just so great Um, so if you want to check that out on Friday nights at 9.30 EST or 9.30 AM Australian time and uh, you can find me on Twitter at sroby25. I'm there all the time. Um, and yeah, thank you, Luna, for having me on again. I love this show so much. <laughs> I love having you on, and I am uh, I am super excited that um, you know that it, it worked out for you to be able to come over. Poor Shannon literally came running from one stream to another right before we started. So uh, yeah, it was. Uh, shortest shortest commute ever i literally clicked a different window yes (laughs) yes it was great (laughs) uh but we're super super glad that you were you were here so um thank you all uh so much for um for coming to hang out tonight hope you enjoyed the conversation from this week's Tales from the Tavern. If you'd like to catch the video for this conversation or any of our actual play campaigns, learn more about our cast members, or find out about interacting with the staff and cast of Shared Experience Productions, please visit us on Twitter at Shared Experience RPG. That's Shared E-X-P-R-P-G. Yay!